I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First Formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 131 O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like the weaned child that is with me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. Jeremiah chapter 13, verses 1 through 11. Thus said the Lord to me, Go and buy yourself a linen loincloth and put it on your loins, but do not dip it in water. So I bought a loincloth according to the word of the Lord and put it on my loins. And the word of the Lord came to me a second time, saying, Take the loincloth that you bought and are wearing and go now to the Euphrates and hide it there in the cleft of the rock. So I went, and I hid it by the Euphrates, as the Lord commanded me. And after many days the Lord said to me, Go now to the Euphrates, and take from there the loincloth that I commanded you to hide there. Then I went to the Euphrates and dug up and put the loincloth on from the place where I had hidden it. But now the loincloth was ruined. It was good for nothing. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Thus says the Lord, Just so I will ruin the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. This evil people who refuse to hear my words, who stubbornly follow their own will, have gone after other gods to serve them and worship them, shall be like this loincloth, which is good for nothing. For as the loincloth clings to one's loins, so I made the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah cling to me, says the Lord, in order that they might be for me a people, a name, a praise, and a glory. But they would not listen. Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. 
and you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was, bet- who was to betray him. For this reason he said, not all of you are clean. After he washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set an example that you should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Good morning and welcome to the sixth Wednesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 131, Jeremiah 13, and the Gospel of John, chapter 13. And the um, the reading from Jeremiah, I really like Jeremiah, um, and this one's an odd one. He's basically told to go buy a loincloth, put it on, and wear it, go to the Euphrates, and then put it in a rock for, I don't know how long, sometime. And he goes back, he tells Jeremiah to go back, get it from the rock, and he and wear it. And um, when I read it, when I read it the first time, I thought, "Oh God, it's a biblical quote, and that's uh, good for nothing." Um, it says it twice, right? Yeah, which is good for nothing. Um, and he calls, he compares Israel to this loincloth because God wanted Israel to cling to God, just as a loincloth clings to your loins. I guess by sweat. I don't know. We're not talking about spandex or Under Armour, um, but. What's odd is that um, the, this loincloth, which is good for nothing, is Israel. And maybe you've heard someone tell you you're good for nothing. Maybe it was a drill sergeant. Maybe it was somebody that you thought was your friend. Maybe it was somebody you loved um, that was struggling with um, uh, their relationship with you. Um, I remember being told by my commander that I had... Um, negative value I was not even good for nothing I was good I wasn't good I was good for less than nothing or less good than nothing I don't know Um, and that didn't bother me too much I kind of kind of sort of saw that coming Um, but what's uh, what's amazing in this passage um, and the, the coupling with John 13 is Israel being a loincloth is 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 precisely the point. Um, and this, again, ties into why I think humility, in particular, and hardiness are key characteristics of being a Christian that, that you learn in the military as a grunt. Um, in John 13, Jesus washes his disciples' feet. Uh, I think it's the only place that it happens. I don't think um, that the Synoptic Gospels have foot washing. Maybe they do, I can't remember. Maybe Mark does. Anyway, um, washing someone's feet is what a servant does to their master. Um, and uh, I, I'm reminded of one of the stories about St. Martin, um, my namesake and the, the namesake of the hospitality of St. Martin, the community I'm a part of. Um, one of the stories that was 
told about him was that he would wash his servants' feet. Um, and he was a cavalryman, a knight, or precursor to a knight. And um, they had kind of this retinue of, of servants, and, you know, one would tend the horse, and, you know, not very large, but, you know, they had people that would do that. They had, quote-unquote, help, the help. And Jesus would, or I'm sorry, Martin would wash his servants' feet, and that kind of, like, weirded out the other um, soldiers around him. Um, and here Jesus makes clear why that's important. And he says, um, I've set an example that you should do just like I have done to you. And the reason he gives in verse 16, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. I don't think he's referring to his relationship with the father here. I think he's re- referring to his relationship and God's relationship to his disciples and the rest of humanity, that God doesn't sit on high, far away from us. God is right there in the mud with us. Um, And that God, um, our master, is there ready to wash our feet, to take the part of a slave so that we might be made masters um, in, you know, this little way. And Peter is repulsed by it. He doesn't want to, um, to see this person that he is, he believes the son of God be made, you know, be, you know, desecrated or, or emasculated by washing he, his feet. And so he says, well, do all of it. Do my head, my hands, my shoulders. And Jesus says, no, you're already clean. But there's only one thing that you have to clean even after you get out of the shower, and that's your feet. Um, and so this this flipping of social hierarchies is really um, central to Christian faith, or at least whatever it is that Jesus was teaching. Um, And it it made me think, as the reading was describing Jesus taking off his outer cloak and his belt or something like that, it struck me like we don't really know for sure what people like the disciples wore. And it's not because, you know, historical records don't exist or like paintings or pictures or statues don't exist. It's that those things represented the rich and powerful. Statues go back thousands of years, but they only depict the the most powerful, the most wealthy, the most influential and important people. They don't depict people like the Jews in in Judea. They don't depict some, you know, shaman. You know, he claims to be a son of God. Um, Like, that's why we don't know for sure what they wore, because no attention was paid to them. They were good for nothing. They just came into this world, lived for work, and then died. Um, and that humility is, uh, is, I believe, one of the saving graces of Christianity. That if, if you're content with, with being just who you are, nothing more, there'll be all, all that glory and, and, and praise and honor and everything waiting for you when, when God you know, makes the world right. But if you need to be more than who you are, if you need to have more money than you could possibly need, or influence or power, then you'll get it. And then you'll die. And then there won't be any left for you. Um, if you feel like you need to be the best at everything, um, you might not be, um, you might find yourself always trying to be something other than who you are. But if you're content with who you are, if you are 
just fine with the lot that you were given and you're content to worship God and where you're at. Um, even if you're a servant, even if you are just a messenger, um, God says, this is, this is what my kingdom looks like. Um, and so the, the good for nothings of the world, um, be careful what you think and what you think of them and how you act around them. The beggars, uh, the, uh, I don't know, all those people that we look down on, truck drivers, professional wrestlers, I don't know. Um, those soldiers, maybe, if you're a civilian. Those are the people that God, um, that cling to God like that dirty loincloth that we may think are good for nothing, but in fact, there's, there's nobody who um, God doesn't hold closer than those people that we think um, can't offer us anything. A prayer for the poor and neglected from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful God, we remember before you all poor and neglected persons whom it would be easy for us to forget the homeless and the destitute, the old and the sick, and all who have none to care with them. Help us to heal those who are broken in body or spirit and turn their sorrow into joy. Grant this, Father, for the love of your Son, who for our sake became poor, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.